control, we have landed on the planet It's been a long time, we should've never left us stranded But we standing on the front line, prime for the sequel Part 2 will rock you, the voice of the people We had to take it back, shake it up and rearrange it The industry's evolving, now we rolling with the changes Black, Bobby, Mac, Josh, Brian, and Mary Got to take over the planet, make some noise if you hear me The planet is back can you hear me now? Oh yeah. The planet is back. Do you hear me? The planet is back. Can you hear you? Turn up my headphones, nigga. Turn up my headphones. The planet is back. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Are you good? I'm just rapping. Oh okay. The planet is back. Come on, everybody. Yes, we are fired up, and we are back. Welcome to the Planet Platypus Show, everybody. You know who the fuck it is. Who is it? It's your boy, Chicky 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 Josh Fiore, aka J Fuego Spitfire King, in the building as always, with my very close and personal homeboys, DJ Platypus and Roberto Mac. I'm Spanish this week. <laughs> we should do a whole show in Spanish. See, si. yes, Planeta Entarico. What does that mean? I believe that's how you say platypus. It's uh, entarico. entarico. See, I didn't even know that. I could be saying it wrong, but I, I think it's something along those lines. Entarico. I remember a radio station uh, locally, I think it was in West Palm when I first moved out here, and it was uh, April Fool's Day. So they, they fooled their listening base into thinking that a Spanish radio station took over, <laughs> and they did the whole morning show in Spanish. Oh, that's amazing. It was hilarious. Yeah, yeah. You know, people are all calling in and, and complaining, like, why didn't they announce this and, and this and that? Yeah, we should do that. We should do an all en espanol uh, episode for our, our Latin audience. We're going to get letters. <laughs> yeah, people are going to be mad. <laughs> we definitely know a lot of Latin people in our industry that's for sure true and you know what's funny a lot of times people like customers at the club or girls will ask me if i have a certain song and i don't understand what they're saying because what i see on the screen when i'm looking at the title of the song how i say it in my mind is completely different than how it's actually pronounced so they'll come up and say like you know do you have uh and i'm like, oh. So like uh, oh i don't think i have that one but i have uh tocho el noche uh <laughs> so yeah i just my spanish a, is awful i just had a similar conversation with one of our entertainers uh this past weekend in the dj booth she's like man uh, that reggaeton song you played was so good I, I shazammed it and this and that and she's showing me on her phone and i'm like sweetie i have no idea yeah. who like what even the <laughs> title is she's like well how do you know when you're like downloading music for work how do you know i'm like honestly I literally listen to every single song. Yeah, that's what I do. And if it sounds to me like it's going to be something that would sound good in the club, <laughs> that's what I do. I bring it in, I try it on a slow part of one of my shifts, and booyah. Yeah. She's like, You're kidding me. She's like, well, Why don't you, you know, get with somebody who speaks Spanish and have them just give you a list? I'm like, Because then I'm putting my trust into somebody else instead of it's my job to, you know, to prepare and yeah. provide music. And so. with the with the internet music being so prevalent now, the the choices aren't as obvious as they used to be ten years ago. So there's 
the 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 song lists that come up are so watered down with names you've never heard before. Sure. You literally have to listen you to, listen to them all. You can't just mass download July or or August and take it. You've actually got to click through and see. Let's see if this will work. Let's see if this will work. Yeah. I feel like that guy at a record studio deciding whether or not I'm going to hire this band because yeah, you got and like you'll know in 15 30 right. seconds. I yeah. listened to 15 you'll, you'll 30 know. seconds. Nope, get out. Nope, <laughs> yeah. get out. Oh, yeah. you got something there. Let me right. let me hear more of that. Yeah, back in the day, the only way you can separate yourself because there was the same five songs for three months right. that were the top songs that every club played, and now it's more so like it's so diluted. Yeah, you it know? used to be your catalog of music is what gave you value as a DJ. Well, what gave us value yeah. down here in Miami when I first moved down here twenty plus years ago was the European imports. Remember, Bobby? Like, you, you would literally have to go, go to record store. Go down to South Beach and pack a lunch, sit at Uncle Sam's, and make friends with the people that ran the place so that they would let you listen to the CDs that were the imports. And then you would, I would literally spend six, seven hours in so a record store. I'd pack a shit. lunch, listen. You find, you know... Two or three CDs that would cost you thirty bucks a piece at the time, which was a lot of money. It's still a lot of money. Yeah. And um, you would get home, and out of those three CDs, you'd hope to get five songs. You know, nowadays you sit in front of your computer for an hour, and you can get a hundred songs. You yeah. know, it's it's a totally different um, thing. I imagine you moving down here, Josh, had to be tough musically for you that that had to be the toughest yeah, well, part with of the transition, latin music right? for sure because especially in my club latin music is a big part of the format sure. i'd say you know 30 40 percent of the music i play is latin music yeah so it, it was definitely a learning curve because uh, you know up north we'd play maybe a couple here and there the real crossover ones the hits you know shit like that despacito and that kind of shit but down here there's there's a lot of artists that um are just really popular in miami or there's cuban artists that are real popular that it's super regional too. Right, regional. You might play a reggaeton song that fits the Puerto Rican culture, and that'll piss off your Cuban girls. Yeah. And then there's some instances where you're playing the Cuban um, regional, which is going to piss off your Puerto Rican demographic. It's, it's weird, right? Yeah, you really yeah. have to. And, and then not speaking or understanding the language makes it even more difficult. You know, it's yeah. tough. Yeah, it's hard because you know all those songs are filthy. Oh yeah, yeah. It's just it's Spanish rap basically. It's it's yeah. it's it's their version of every other word is fuck or yeah. whatever. I, I asked uh, one of the uh, floor hosts uh, mm -hmm. a couple weeks ago. There was a song that I really like, and I was like, you know what? What's he saying? What's this song about? And he's listening. And he's going. Yeah, he's saying uh, the girl uh, is on the pole and she drops her ass and uh, something about his Instagram. So I'm like, oh nonsense! <laughs> like the American shit. Same thing. <laughs> same, yeah. same. He drops her ass. Excuse yeah. me. Could yeah, you get you, that you for pick, me? I, I picked that up where I think I dropped my ass. What What bothers me most, especially, I don't know how many reggaeton songs you play in succession. Um, I try to limit myself to at least two songs in a row. Right. Only because it's literally the same fucking same beats. beat. It does get a little monotonous. Every oh once in a while, God. I'll find one. There's actually Snoop Dogg just dropped a new song that was awesome. with uh, Ozuna. Yes, that's which awesome. I, I like. It's got a Latin beat to it, but it, it's not that reggaeton rhythm. It's, right. It's, it's, it's really cool. But that they're few and far between. But I try to find stuff like that, too. That, yeah. you know, even I'm, if, I'm really digging the Moombaton grooves, too. Oh, you, yeah. You got those? Yeah. Yeah, but, I, play but, a lot, I play a lot of those uh, Moombaton remixes. But my customers don't like those for some reason. Every time I play those, I get no reaction. If I play the regular standard reggaeton stuff they're going yeah. nuts dancing i mean yeah. saturday night i had um the new england crowd in for the patriots oh, okay. game yeah and man what a difference 
my room was. It was just, um, I'm so used to having the Latin and urban clientele, right. you know, that all of a sudden I got inundated with, you know. People from Connecticut. People from Connecticut. <laughs> right. And, and Boston. And, yeah. and, and they were just like blown away by what we were doing. So every time I'd play my normal stuff that I was playing, the whole room felt like a dance club. People are up from their seats. They're literally jamming Yeah, that's out. one thing They're... I miss about working at Caddy, man. I loved working that room because it, it was a big club, yeah. big room. And like when that place would get packed and busy, like people were there to have fun. And so that made that made the DJ a lot more fun because, you know, so there's just a lot a big difference working from from that kind of a room into like a small loungy type of it's a club. little more intimate now where you're at, but you have to yeah. be on a certain way right. with your music and it's different your delivery. It's a different show altogether. Really I had is. I had to just teach myself how to do everything I do differently. The Cadillac Lounge broke records this weekend. Yeah. Yeah, they had a did huge weekend. That? Yes, I did. So and, they, had, uh, they had entertainer Christy Mack, yeah. or legend, or whatever you want to, you know, however you know her, right. you know her for that reason. But, yeah, she brought in everybody. She brought in everybody who's a fan from her old days, from her, you know, Yeah, she everything. had a lot of supporters, man. There was a line out the door, people waiting to get in. And, and, and it was a very, like, Brian was very tense. Brian is the general manager, by the way. Brian was very tense about it because her contract is so... Uh, hot. It's so tense. Like you can't say this. You can't do this. Right. She needs to to have the the black SUV with the temperature of exactly seventy one degrees, and you know she has all these provisos. It's a little off putting. Yeah. So he was panic. You know, he was like, oh my god. You know, if anything, she, maybe with someone who has this much stuff in their contract, when they get here, they're going to be, you know constant lightning and a pain in the ass and stuff but he said she couldn't have been nicer she couldn't have been sweeter and they blew the doors off that place yeah i watched their live feed stream a little bit on on uh, facebook and man there was it this looked like packed. it looked like club space in the 90s it was jammed yeah. with people and i heard that they had such amazing marketing campaign that they went outside. that's true <laughs> that is true and christy mack herself uh, co-signed on Bobby's uh, flyer. She absolutely was floored by that. Loved it. Awesome. Yeah, dude. Did it was, you know that? Did I Brian didn't. Tell you I that? did yeah. not know that. Yeah, Brian was saying he couldn't wait to tell you that uh, that she loved the flyer. She well, thought the poster was Again, awesome. she's one of those celebrities that has, has a thousand looks, and you never know what to pick because what, even what you think she looks like now, she could shave her head and dye it blonde tomorrow, so you never know the, yeah. what the girl in the poster is going to be the same as the one that shows up. And I right. always panic about shit like that, yeah. so... I played the field this time. I put one picture of her as a blonde on one poster. I put one picture of her as a brunette on another. And Now, let me ask you a question, Bobby, because I really want to learn how to do Photoshop, more so for the Planet Platypus website than anything. Sure. Just to be helpful in, in the back you know, end of things. Is it that you're so amazing because of your artistic background, or is it just the repetitiveness of knowing the software inside out? It's a little of both. So you, yes, obviously, the better you know your software, think of it as a giant toolbox, right? So if you can only use the screwdriver, you're limited. Right. If you learn how to use a screwdriver and the wrench, now you can do a couple things. So sure. the more tools you learn in, in, in any toolbox, whether in you know it's Photoshop or, or a sound studio or you know any program that has a lot of buttons and whistles, mm -hmm. the more of those things you learn, the better you're going to be with that software but then yeah you also have to have kind of an artistic eye yeah and you and i talked about this the other day sometimes if i'm doing 
like uh, recently, there was uh, only one usable picture I could find with Tiny Taxi because obviously a lot of clubs have rules where you can't put titties on anything, you can't have this, you can't have that. So I was looking, I'm always looking for a picture that fits the flyer first. So there's this one great picture of Tiny Taxi standing on a shoe. It's a pink and black and red shoe, or pink and black and white shoe. So I'm thinking, okay, now pink and black and white flyer. And then I start Googling uh, pink party, uh, black and white flyer, you know, and I, and I look around to see something that, you know, you got to make a good composition. You got to make sure that the title things in there are, are large and easy to read. You can't mm-hmm. have difficult fonts. I mean, right. so a little bit of the artistic knowledge definitely plays a big role in the end product. Well, I never thought I'd even ever be able to compete with you on that level. It's just I want to learn it just, you know, to, to help out. But then I see what some people do with Photoshop, and then I see Bobby, and I'm like, okay, he's just right. on, you know, you're yeah, on another level. Yeah. I appreciate what you're saying, but yeah, even anyone, any good artist is, always feels that way about another artist. Like, there's even as good as I'm ever going to get, there's someone I feel is going to blow me out of the water. And then that guy that I'm in, in, intimidated by thinks there's 100 people better than him. So you're constantly learning. You got to just keep opening your but mind. But you are mind. influential, Bobby. And today's show is about being influential, Josh, because I have an announcement to make. Oh, well. Based on last week's show. That was my little announcement trumpet. (laughs) Thanks. I I like that this much more than the Jamaican horn you were doing last week. Okay. But speaking of last week's show, (laughs) we're very influential because um, we booked Angel Bo at Tootsie's for Halloween weekend based on last week's show. Nice. How about that? Bro, you could not ask for a better guest for Halloween. Yeah, she's going to do great. I can't wait. Yeah. So that just happened. Uh, the show aired, what was it, Tuesday night last week? Yep. And then uh, Wednesday night, I got an email from my boss at corporate, and he's like, uh, we're booking Angel Ball. I'm like, So see what we're doing here at Planet Platypus. And I'm like, she was a guest on our show uh, yesterday. He goes, yeah, I know. Yeah. And I'm like, we did that. That's so cool. Nice. Yeah. We're yeah. inspiring people. We are inspiring we're, people. We're, we're creating jobs. We're, we're creating jobs. <laughs> we're we're creating content by the mass load yes. right now. Um, the website is doing phenomenal. Um, I really have a few things coming up I really want to talk about, but I just can't yet because Top even, even teaser-wise, I, can, I, I can't. I would love to give even a nugget, Bobby. Oh, you yeah, I you know. know. I know because you called Josh me last knows. night. Mm-hmm. And, and for you guys That's listening, it. just please stay tuned because... The good shit is about to become great shit. Something is about to just happen. Like mm. crazy. It's going down. It's going down. It the is. hammer is being dropped. It is. The hammer the is The gauntlet down. is being thrown. Yes. And it starts with today's show. And before we take our first break, is Sparkman doing a book? Um, I I don't know if he's writing a book, but it looks like uh, he's featured in a book. Like a, a children's book, it looks like. I mean... Congratulations, Ron Sparkman. Yeah, I mean, he's making some big moves. I out seriously there, want to take my hand. We 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 always poke fun at Ron. We always have since the beginning of time. He's he's one of those people that can take a joke, and we we like to you know yeah, rib I, on him. I think he showed all of us. Uh, yeah, man. <laughs> he gave us our comeuppance. Yeah, yeah. He, he he's like this close to uh, joining Elon Musk, uh, Elon Musk, and going to space. Um, he's. He's you know he's completely enthralled in the the NASA slash space community now. Yeah, and just doing tremendous things with his life. Kudos, kudos, yeah, Ron Sparkman. Yeah. Shout yeah. out to Sparkman. Yeah, let's give him a shout out. Why not? Yeah, yeah we salute you, Ron Sparkman. Bobby, how about a Budweiser moment? Today we salute you, Mister. I want to be an astronaut guy. 
<laughs> sure you've got curly hair and way too many tattoos to be sent into space. <laughs> but who cares what your friends think? You know that uh, we are all stardust. So there you go. Ron Sparkman, yes. real Planet Platypus hero. Right here on the Planet Platypus Show. We're going to take a quick break, Josh. We're going to get our first guest on the phone, and uh, we'll be right back. World-famous Tootsie's Cabaret voted best club in the country. Join us for happy hour. No cover and half-price drinks till 8 p.m. every day. Tootsie's features a full restaurant, sports bar, next-level VIP seating, and skyboxes with a view of South Florida's hottest adult entertainers. Watch all your favorite sports events on our brand-new 300-square-foot LED screen. See you at Tootsie's Cabaret, Miami's number one adult club. Visit us online at tootsiescabaret.com. Hey, are you looking to book a feature entertainer for your club? Look no further. Cinefoldstrips.com has you covered. Cinefoldstrips.com is a great place to make any event a successful event. Cinefoldstrips.com has celebrity lookalikes, porn stars, showgirls, and many other acts to make your event a memorable one. Enhance your guest experience by partnering up with Danny and his team of professionals. Cinefoldstrips.com. Tell them Planet Platypus sent you. Welcome back to Planet Platypus. Now, last week, we had a guest on the line that we unfortunately lost that call. So we're going to try again this week with world champion arm wrestler, Travis Bajan, everybody. I think you did it wrong. It's the greatest arm wrestler in the world. Yes, that also. Travis Bajan. Travis, what's up, bud? How are you folks doing, man? I'm great, man. I love the introduction. I love it. That's what's up. Well, um, you know, I feel like deja vu because of what Josh said. You know, we had a, a rough time with last week's interview, but now we know everything about you, so this should make it a lot easier the second time around. Um, I want to kind of get right into it. Um, first of all, the reason we did this interview was because of Expo. Travis was out at our Sunday night party, the Panda, the Panda Planet Platypus party, and brought a football player up from the crowd. The guy was a University of Nebraska lineman, okay? This huge guy with arms the size of Bobby's legs. And uh, Travis called him up there, and and Travis does this uh, arm wrestling uh, exposition that is available in strip clubs across the country, and it's the whole point of us promoting it. So long story short, he brings this guy up there and just demolishes him. Music goes off. Here comes Macho Man, Macho Mac. Bobby <laughs> Mac dressed up as Macho Man goes up, and him and Travis do a little routine um, back and forth, and um, it's, it's all in good fun. And the more we got to hang and get to know Travis, the more we really liked him as one of the guys. So, so Travis, let's start out with telling the club owners and operators out there that are listening to the show exactly what your show is about and what you bring to the individual strip clubs. Well, first of all, the expo was awesome. Thanks to you guys, the Macho Man and the Hawk, and everybody really kind of brought it um, and made it spectacular. We only had about 15 minutes. So the particular skit that I did in front of you guys was more or less the Travis Bajan call out to the crowd. So you gave me the microphone. I went on there and I asked if there was any strong people in the crowd. And, of course, we put up this big $20,000 
um, cash prize for anybody that could beat me. But the truth is, is that the crowd had a very small chance of, you know, in a small 10 or 15 minute window, uh, being able to beat the champ. So the things that we're really looking to offer the strip clubs across the country are a, either an entire event, meaning the national arm wrestling league, um, owned and operated by yours truly will come in and throw an actual arm wrestling tournament at your place. Um, depending on whatever times are better for you. Some clubs open at one o'clock on Saturday and um, they're not too busy from one to five and they'd be interested in bringing, you know, 150 arm wrestlers and their friends and family um, in to watch the event. On the flip side, a lot of people use the event to get the early crowd. So a lot of our clubs, or at least a lot of the clubs I'm at, they really don't start hopping until 10, 30, 11 o'clock at night. But if they would have had more people in their parking lots, um, they really could have started that little early crowd between 9.30 and 10 o'clock. So we offer that same arm wrestling event that will start at 6 p.m. and end right when you're ready to, um, you know, to start your night. Now, depending on the size of your club and whether we can be alienated from your exact crowd or not, is it's kind of dependent on, you know, exactly uh, how big your place is and how you have it laid out. But we also... Um, you know, two weekends ago, um, the club owner offered a free drink for anyone that would take part in the YouTube video that was being shot for the club. So I ended up arm wrestling 240 of the patrons. Um, and Wait, we just, 240 <laughs> people? Yeah, 240 guys. It was about a two and a half hour event. And as soon as Travis, how do you do that without like exhaustion or hurting yourself? Or I mean, the the training you must go through has got to be rigorous, right? Well, the fact of the matter is, is I'm the strongest, most talented human being in the earth. So that's really how he, I he's do also it. the most humble human being I think I've ever met. <laughs> that's me. I'm not one to talk a lot of shit or uh, and stuff like that. No, no, you're, you're yeah. Well, you're very much out that, there. Yeah, the fact is, is that arm wrestling. Um, if you don't um, understand the techniques and the leverage, it's pretty easy for me to take control of you and uh, and handle my business. Um, so. Those 240 people, there were, you know, they were mixed in with older guys, younger guys, little guys. There were probably 15 people that walked up that if you didn't know who I was, you may think that there would be a problem. But the fact is, is I can mow through. I even did, I think I, my record's like 1,430 over the weekend at the Arnold Classic. <laughs> so, I can mow through. Yeah. yeah. Like, Travis, he plows right through them. Yeah. Which yeah, just, what about when you come up and plow right through them, but also let them get the kind of grip they want. A lot of times, arm wrestling, if most of you amateur guys that have done it, even if it's at the lunchroom table, a lot of times the guy gets you on the grip so much that there's a lot of arguing and, and um, you know, and problems before the match starts. So one of the crazy things that I can do is I can let you feel really comfortable too. And, actually let you say go and it's really a crowd pleasing situation when i start mowing through them and um and then of course the highlight of the evening is a little skit with four of um the strip club girls you know four of the main girls and they'll bring a a, a customer on stage with them we'll run a mock fake uh tournament with those four girls so it's just two matches it takes about 20 25 minutes and then the winning lady she will take that customer and he will receive all the benefits from her winning, whether it was uh, 
shower show, a champagne room, a VIP dance, whatever it is. So it's a way to get the crowd involved. And it's not just our wrestling. The fact of the matter is if I'm going to rock the mic the whole time. I'm going to take a lot of pressure off the DJ and the host and even the owner um, by just being, you know, pretty good on the mic and, and making sure that we can involve the whole club. Um, and then ultimately we put up the prize, the $20,000 prize for anybody, you know, for them to advertise and, and, you know, they can really um, run a pretty big promotion around it. Um, and, um, the, you know, a great thing is, too, is they don't have to worry about any of the liability. The National Arm Wrestling League is a super safe organization. We have all the insurance. And um, no one will be arm wrestling except for me unless they are other professionals and they've signed all the proper paperwork. So we just got a feeling that the same guy that goes to the strip club on Friday and Saturday night is the same guy that would like and appreciate arm wrestling. Um, and if I can kind of merge the two with a little bit of comedy, um, you know, and a little bit of uh, charisma, then it seems to be a good little, uh, a good tool for them. So Travis, there's a $20,000 guarantee. If anyone can beat you, they win 20 grand. Does that mean that you have to travel with 20 grand worth of clout to every appearance just in case? That's exactly correct. So the money usually gets just put in escrow into the account of the, the strip club um, because they usually are the they're, they're usually the ones that are scared. And trust me, I do this gig for Cooper Tires, for Monster Energy every weekend at the Supercross events, at IndyCar racing. So, but the fact is, is the entity, the brand is always super concerned about the 20 grand until they meet me and they see the first act. And then no one ever asks me about the money anymore because the simple fact is the money's not even available. I'm way too good. <laughs> I was going to put him on stage at Expo. I said, let's go with the Travis thing. Let's go on stage and do it now. And they said, well, give me a minute. We're waiting on the money guy. So he really oh, does okay. have to have he does have to have the money available in case, God forbid, something. Yeah. Now, you said that the people that don't understand the techniques, obviously, you can mow through them. Have you come up against that rare person in your, in your travels that actually does know what they're doing? Well, of course. Yeah, there's no doubt. So the problem with these beautiful flyers and commercials and radio spots that you strip clubs promote with is that other arm wrestlers hear that, too. So every single time I do one of these events, a real arm wrestler does show up with his buddy. And he tries to get in the back of the line and all that good stuff. The good, <laughs> the good thing is, is that I recognize, because... him. I recognize him. And um, as soon as I kind of grab him, I can, you know, it's like this whole computer program is popping up in my head about, you know, who is this guy? How does he feel? What kind of pressure is that? That's kind of weird that he feels like that. But the fact of the matter is, is if I just take a step back and think about, you know, this guy trying to ruin this gig for me and uh, trying to, you know, because I'm telling you, once I give away that 20 grand, it's going to be hard to, uh, to, to get a lot of gigs after that. Yeah, right. Um, so break his arm like I a can kind of get myself fired up. Peter's digest version of that story, I think that, that was a perfect uh, 
story to tell on the this. The Southpaw story. Yeah, yeah. The the story of how you developed your your, your arm wrestling strength. <laughs> I thought, you know, I was thinking about the fact that our interview got uh, deleted. I was like, you know what? Maybe I should have eased up on the whole Western group. No, I, I need to hear that story. <laughs> I want to end on that story. So, so Travis, in your best, All right, so just a short a Reader's story. Digest version. I'm not 100% that it's a, it's, it's, it, it may not be completely true, but I'm telling you that it's awfully coincidental that as a 14-year-old kid, I burned my left hand from the pinky all the way down to the wrist, right on the outside of it. And... It, I burned it in a situation where it, I really couldn't use it to uh, please myself anymore. Um, and those so are the course, key masturbation years. Of course, yeah. That's it right there. And so the fact, I forget where I'm at, too. I can talk freely with you guys. Um, so I have, and I think that we can all attest that you can't just switch hands and think that it's all good. <laughs> Do you agree with that? Oh, yeah. I mean, there's some I can't things drive, that, I can't drive left-handed. There's some things your other hand can do that uh, that kind of open your eyes a little bit. But the fact is, is that in my um, in my life, I have a uh, a routine and a style, and it was my left hand was being used. Just a very traditional grip here at a 14, 15 year old kid. But due to that burn, <laughs> I tried to switch hands, was not successful. So I actually had to flip my hand over put my elbow high in the air and use that little Western grip kind of situation. Western grip, that was it. <laughs> the Western grip. And all I want you guys to do is, I told you this before, just do a little demonstration and let me know if Josh is doing it right now. Yeah, right. yeah my so shoulders. Josh, you got about 90 <laughs> seconds there, and your shoulder is going to start screaming um, because it's going to be a bit unnatural for you. And, um, and that's really the story of my life. And ever since then, it took about three years of uh, consistent training. And um, <clears throat> I've definitely come to the hypothesis that that Western grip is definitely a key component to hand and wrist strength. It's like his superpower. Yes. You know what I mean? It's like Superman, and then he has like his powers, and then there's it's the funny, kryptonite. It's funny. That's how he discovered to develop his shoulder muscles, yeah. by having to jerk off upside down. <laughs> Now, when I'm jerking off and someone calls me, I'm telling them, no, I'm sorry, I'm training right now. Well, listen, Daniel LaRusso had to wash cars and shit, you know? Yeah. <laughs> Travis, um, how do people get to uh, book you? How do they find you on the internet to watch the videos that you sent me? Um, let's do a quick plug. I got you. So you can reach me at travisbajan.live. You can also hit my man Danny up at um, Centerfolds. And uh, he's, he's my agent, so he's booking gigs all over the country. If you hit us at travisbajan.live or at the National Arm Wrestling League, we'll send you right to Danny. He'll give you the rundown of all the packages. And, you know, I know it sounds weird, kind of the arm wrestling strip club thing, but I can promise, just like you, uh, they won't be disappointed if they, you know, if they book a gig. Doesn't sound weird to me at all. In fact, we're definitely bringing you to Tootsie's in Miami. I just don't know what capacity. You and uh, you and I need to have a phone conversation in the near future because we have a whole sports bar to our disposal, and I can see us doing a tournaments, uh, the, all the above that you described earlier in the in the interview. I can see us doing, and I want to put it out there to all of my strip club friends that is listening to Travis right now on our podcast. 
Um, this is a good guy. This is a guy that can handle uh, the microphone. This is a guy that works well with others. Um, out of my whole expo experience this year and having to work with dozens and dozens of different people and organizing events and parties, Travis is probably one of the easiest people I've had to deal with. And he totally gets what we're doing as an industry. The two go hand in hand. And I think you're an idiot if you don't consider booking. It's so different and so unique, yet so interactive that when, you're, when your customers leave the club, that's all they're going to talk about. Yeah. And much like we've done nothing but talk about you, Travis, since we've uh, met you. Um, and we want to make you a, a positive fixture on the show. So um, we'd like to have you come in and arm wrestle people sporadically throughout the year. <laughs> Um, and, uh, just, I just want to thank you, Travis. You're just a hell of a great guy. Um, you're good for our industry. Um, and you're just uh, all around great, great person. And we appreciate you. Well, listen, I really appreciate hearing that stuff from you, man. You're the man. And uh, I look forward to getting the tootsies and, um, you know, hopefully have a bigger role in the expo next year with you guys. So, um, oh, whatever. Yeah. You're, you're with us. You're, oh, you're yeah. part of our family now, whether you like us or not, we're all going to be reverse jerking off for the rest of our lives. <laughs> You're going to see us at Expo. Everyone's got Everyone's a jacked gonna... left arm. <laughs> by forearms. I, I it's think gonna that it's going to be funny when someone tells me about this interview. It's going to be interesting. Hopefully it's not my mother. <laughs> well, you'll know where it came like from. That. You'll know where it came from. All right, let's give it up one time for Travis, Travis Bajan. Thank you. Thanks Thanks a lot, Travis. Travis. I appreciate y'all. Thanks so much, soon. Travis. We'll talk soon, bud. Attention all club owners. Did you know there's a platform for DJ education? Pandamembers.org is an association for professional DJs. Panda stands for Professional Adult Nightclub DJ Association. With over 1,000 members, Panda is always growing and generating top DJs in our industry with an educational platform and discussions on how to better the DJ's craft. If your current DJ staff is not a member of Panda yet, President Dane Hansen welcomes you to check out Pandamembers.org. It could change your business for the better. If you're in the Baltimore area, there's no better place to be than the Baltimore Hustler Club. This club is operated on the highest level. Every detail is never overlooked. Beautiful entertainers just down the street from major sports stadiums. BaltimoreHustlerClub.com has all the information you're looking for. You can follow them on social media. For Instagram, follow at BeMoreHustlerClub. For Twitter, at HustlerClubs. And for Facebook, at HustlerMD. Or find them all at BaltimoreHustlerClub.com. Fun is just a click away. Welcome back to the Platypus Extravaganza, everybody. Yeah, how about that interview with Travis? Pretty cool, right? Yeah, man, Travis is awesome. He really, he really is. Yeah. The upside down. What was it? What is it called? About? Western grip. The Western. The Western grip. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds the, like a line dance. The Western grip. <laughs> well, well, take your hand and you flip it around and you grip your Peter and you squirt it down. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I have a question for Josh. Yeah, man. When you're gonna try this Western grip this week, <laughs> which feature entertainer are you gonna be fantasizing about? Good question. Um, we know the answer, but it's a good question. I don't know, man. Someone Canadian, all, I'll bet. I, first of all, the, the Western grip thing, I, I, like, I don't want to pull out my shoulder or like injure myself just you know trying to jerk off. 
Well, he says you've got about three minutes until you really feel, feel the burn. Uh, yeah. Yeah, my, my masturbation fantasies, if unless I have some type of like visual aid, like you know, I'm watching porn or something like, like a that. Heather Heaven oh. poster in the yeah, studio. It's got- Heather Heaven. <laughs> Heather Heaven has a VR porn out. So yeah. I'm telling you, by this time next week, Josh is going to have the whole VR set up. Yeah, you're going to see me with the mask on with and the <laughs> fucking goggles and shit. Yeah. You know, speaking of Heather Heaven, <laughs> yeah. I want to give Heather a shout out and I want to thank her for her ex- Beaver report. Her Beaver report this yeah. week was fantastic. Yeah. Uh, Nikki Nindors was the uh, subject this week, and uh, Heather's doing a great job, man. She's super into what we're doing. Um, she's really trying to introduce us to the Canadian features, the Canadian clubs that are out there. She's turning herself into quite the ambassador for our industry, and plus the fact that she's super hot really helps. You and know like what I'm opening saying? doors to this whole new world that we, we weren't aware You're of. You're in love with her, Josh, aren't you? Who yes. knew that the yes. whole new world was Canada? Who knew? Yeah. I'm telling yes. you, man. It's a whole new world out there. Yeah. So um, here's to you, Heather Heaven. And uh, <laughs> we and salute you, you. And we salute you. You and have a big announcement coming up with her very soon, too. Yeah. Almost, Bobby almost let out a teaser. Almost let out a oh, teaser. Yeah. All right. But we're going to be doing something huge with Heather Heaven coming up. Something international. Yeah. So uh, at this time, though, I would like to uh, hand the show over to a one Mr. Roberto McDougald because uh, Bobby has something he wants to do with us, Josh. Uh, Spanish Scotsman. And, uh, you know, today, (laughs) uh, one of the things DJs complain about all the time is that rap lyrics are just the worst. It's it's almost as if musically we're going backwards. The more the years go on, the music is, is getting... It's getting bad. Uh, worse. Really you bad. know, and it seems to have peaked in the 60s where the lyrics were like amazing. Uh, you know, in the 50s, lyrics were fun. Yeah. In the yeah. 60s, they got very deep. Mm-hmm. In the 70s, they got beautiful and they transcended into another world. Yeah. In the 80s, they came back down to earth and they were a little sillier, but they were still, you know, quite talented. And then we slowly slipped off into space. Right. That's because so, you had the the rise of, of weed and psychedelics in the 60s and 70s, and then right into like opiates, and then that's when shit started going downhill. You know what? You might be more accurate than you actually <laughs> yeah. even know. Yeah. So uh, because lyrics are so bad, I decided to look up some of the worst rap lyrics ever. And I have a game show today, and I want to test your musical knowledge. Okay. The first one of you to get 10 of these correct will win a very special prize from me. Okay. Uh, you'll, get a, uh... you'll get a Photoshop of your choice. I'll either do you, or I'll do something uh, as a request for All right. something okay. else. Now I, want to, now I want to kick Josh's ass. Okay. Now, is this like, do we buzz in? How does this work? You can say uh, your name. I'm going to go one at a time and go oh, back okay. and forth, and oh, the first okay. one of you to get to 10 wins. Okay. okay. So today the test is, is this... A world famous rap lyric, or a quote from Jay and Silent Bob. Oh, I'm going to school this. Okay. This round, yeah. You, you think you got this one? Yeah, because I'm a big hip hop fan, and I'm I'm a big Jay and Silent Bob fan also. Okay. So I, I, sh- I should get this. I feel insulted. Let's go. All right. Well, Josh, kick the music. Live from the Planet Platypus Studios, it's everybody's favorite game show: bad rap lyric or Jay and Silent Bob quote. Here's your host, Bobby Mack. Oh, that's nice. Okay. All right, Platypus, uh, since the show is named after you, we'll start with you. Uh, we'll see if you can get this first one right. Is this a rap lyric or a quote from Jay and Silent Bob? Uh, I don't like them figgity fat. I like them stiggity stacked. 
you wiggity wiggity whack if you ain't got biggity back. Oh, that's a rap lyric. I'm going to say that's a Jason Muse line right there. That's a rap lyric. That's a wiggity wiggity whack is because um, it's wiggity wiggity. Yeah, wiggity, you're whack. thinking of crisscross. Yeah, crisscross. Yeah. Let me get jump, jump. Yeah. Platt, do you want to change your mind? You nope. want to lock in your answer? Lock it in, rap lyric. That is correct. It is MC Hammer pumps and a bump. Oh, fuck me. I could totally hear Jay saying that. Yeah, you're going to kick my ass this game, Josh. Fuck, man. <laughs> One point platypus on the board. Josh, it's over to you. Rap lyric or Jay and Silent Bob quote. And my dick runs so deep, so deep, so deep, it puts her ass to sleep. That's got to be a rap lyric. Ooh, can that, I steal? Oh, go ahead. <laughs> that is a rap lyric. Uh, bonus point if you know who it's from. Uh, I'm not sure. Okay, it's Ice Cube. It was a good day. Okay. And popular. All right, Platt back to you. Okay. Score is tied. One to one. Here we go. The quote is, I am a master of the clit. Remember this fucking face. Jay and Silent Bob. Jay and Silent Bob strikes back. That is true. And that was in front of the video camera with the girls when they were ready to rescue the monkey. He is the clit commander. He is the clit commander. All right, two points platypus back to you, Josh. Okay. You might got more cash than me, but you ain't got the skills to eat a nigga's ass like me. <laughs> That's got to be a rap lyric. That is correct. It's a <laughs> rap lyric from Cannabis, second round KO. Yeah. Two points tied up. Back to you, platypus. Uh, that girl know how to blow something like she played the flute. Say it again? That girl knows how to blow something like she played the flute. Is that a rap lyric or Jay and Silent Bob quote? Tension is, is mounting here today. I want to say it's Jay and Silent Bob from Clerks. Is that your final answer? Mm, I think I'm wrong, but yeah, that's my final okay. answer. Okay, no, unfortunately, that is Mac Miller, Wear My Hat. Yeah. So, uh, ooh, rare chance to overtake. Here we okay. go. All right. Josh, back to you. All right. All right. Yo, baby, you ever had your asshole licked by a fat man in an overcoat? <laughs> yes, that's one of my favorite lines for uh, Jay and Silent Bob. Oh, <laughs> I really got that one. <laughs> All right, uh, Three points, Josh. Back to you, Platypus, with two. Here we go. Uh, I go hard like a motherfucking boner. I go hard like a motherfucking boner. It sounds like something Jason Mewes would say. Right. I go hard like a motherfucking boner. I feel like you don't hear a lot of rappers use the term boner. <laughs> but, I, you know, it could be a trick question. But, I mean, I, in recent memory, I can't think of a hip-hop artist Call his dick a boner. I'm gonna go with Jay and Silent Bob. And that is Will I Am, the hardest ever. Jesus. Yeah. Ooh, platypus with two, Josh with three. Here's your chance to secure your lead. Are you ready? I'm ready. Kick her to the fucking curb. Bitches get to be too much trouble. Hmm. Suddenly it's getting tougher, isn't it? Is, it's getting a little bit tougher. So kick it to the curb. Kick it to the fucking curb, uh, man. Bitches get to be too much get trouble. Get to be too much trouble. Um, let's go rap lyric. Ah, I'm in the game. I'm still There's the always game. the band and the hand. Okay, fuck. It's nice. from uh, Chasing Amy. Yes. All right. So two points, three points. Two points, platypus, three points. Josh, let's go back to you, platypus. Here we go. Are you ready? I'm ready. All you motherfuckers are going to pay. You are the ones who are the ball lickers. Jay and Silent Bob <laughs> inside Moopies using Moopies internet. Yes, sir. All right. So platypus all tied up. Three to three. Back to you, Josh. Are you yes. ready? Yeah. An elephant never forgets, so my dick remembers everything. <laughs> That's got to be Jay. Jay's amused. 
I'm going to Jay and Silent Bob. No. Childish Gambino freaks and geeks. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> oh, I didn't think. I, you know, I really thought I was going to be uh, like the, the the connoisseur here. That's a problem, That's Josh. You were thinking. Uh, we're, maybe we'll make this the first to five wins. Okay. So here we. I got I got three pages of this shit. So let's keep going. <laughs> All right. Uh, let's see here. Um, da, 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 da. Smoke that motherfucker like it ain't no thing. Oh, that's Jay and Silent Bob. That is Jay and Silent Bob. Yeah. Platypus mm -hmm. with the all of a sudden slides back Sliding into the league. Back yeah, in, man. Shit. Yeah. I, I'm trying to, hold on. Don't tell me the movie either. I think I got that too. Say it again. Smoke that motherfucker like it ain't no thing. It's an unusual moment. Small rats. It's actually dogma. Dogma. That's when right. When they're trying to kill the shit the, demon. The Golga The yeah. Golgotham. Yeah. Man, you guys are good. Uh, all right. Uh, back to you, Josh. Pop that pussy like a zit. <laughs> that, that's a rap lyric. That is a rap lyric. Uh, Congratulations. What the song is. <laughs> Little Wayne on French oh. Montana's Pop That. Yeah. Pop that, pop that, pop that, pop that. We are tied that. up yeah. at four to four. Um, okay. But it comes back to me, so I can win it right here, right? You could win it right this here. It. Let me go to page two here. Uh-oh. He's, he's, he's looking for one that's going to stump me. Bobby <laughs> hates when I win games. No, 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 no. I just want to be fair. All right. All right, here we go. I shit green like vegetarian assholes. <laughs> what the fuck? Say it again. I shit green like vegetarian assholes. Is that a rap lyric or a Jay and Silent Bob quote? I shit green like vegetarian assholes. It could be Jay and Silent Bob from like one of the more obscure things like Chasing Amy. Or Josh, play some tense music. Some tense game show thinking music. Yes. Say it one more time, Bobby. I shit green like vegetarian assholes. Like what rapper would fucking say that? You know. Um, there's a lot of really stupid lyrics. I'm gonna say, <laughs> I'm gonna say rap song. It is a rap song. <laughs> yeah. Childish Gambino, Who Daft Part two, Who Dat Part Two. Wow. Wow. Well, there you go. And Josh, uh, just in case, uh, we'll give you one more just to to give you your chance to at least tie. Okay. Uh, fuck, 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 mother, mother, fuck, mother, 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 fuck, mother, fuck, fuck. Noinch, 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 smoking weed, smoking whiz, doing coke, drinking beers, drinking beers, beers, beers. beers. Um, that's a trick question because that is both really technically that is a jason muse uh spitfire of the week right there that is jason muse <laughs> rapping that's correct yes. what a perfect way to round yes. out the show congratulations boys you did a fantastic hey. job give yourselves a round of applause thank you bobby thank you bobby now i gotta think about uh, what uh very excited about this uh jason and bob reboot by the way um you know they got the whole band back together Cast members from every um, Kevin Smith film in the Viewers universe all coming together with celebrity cameos to do this reboot. Very excited about it. Then I find out there's not going to be a wide theatrical release. It they're, they're actually doing something really cool. They're taking the movie on tour. So, like, you know, you buy tickets to the tour, you go to the theater, and, like, you watch the movie with them. They do a Q&A after oh, and cool. stuff like that. Yeah, it's it's kind of cool and different. And Kevin, Kevin Smith's always been kind of a punk rock uh, director in that way. And uh, and so, yeah, so he's just taking it on the road and doing, like, a tour. Um, so I, when I'm going to see the movie, I don't, I don't have to wait till it gets on, like, one of the streaming uh, services, I guess. Okay, so I have to come up with a, a theme for you to draw a picture or or put together a photoshop for me right you that was win a photoshop of your choice i can either do a picture of you doing something for no, no 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 i i either want josh as 50 shades of gay with um like 
I don't know, something like, maybe something Josh and Heather Heavens, but really gay, like just really, you know, or how about we do fake half as Rambo or something like where he's got like the, 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 the headband on, the gun. You watch your muscles. fucking lip, you piece of shit. Uh, you want me to get hate mail, don't you? He just, he's not going to let it go either way, you know. First catheter, part two. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, oh, I don't man. know. Yeah. I'll, I'll think of something. I'll, I'll come up with something. But, yeah. you know, if anybody has any ideas out there and would like to uh, private message me on any social media forum of what Bobby Mac should put uh, together for my win, I'm, uh, I'm open to suggestions. I'm sure, I'm sure you'll think of something. And that's a good gift. We can, that's a prize we can always run with if we have somebody live on the phone, too. So, yeah, I yeah. like that. I like that. Some of these... Uh, I'm going to leave this list with you because some of these are just funny to read. Hit us with another one. Uh, almost drowning her pussy, so I swam to her butt. That's rap. Um, that's a rap song. Yeah, I'm your worst nightmare squared. That's double for niggas that ain't mathematically aware. That's a rap song. <laughs> Where um, are they finding these ridiculous lyrics? You done broke my heart into a million pieces. I should have seen it coming. Wish I had telekinesis. Oh, I do. I do know that song. What song is that? Uh, that is actually from LMFAO Love Lockdown. Yeah, yeah, I remember that. That that. I, this one I thought would stump you, but we never got this far. I let you feel like like the shit, but boy, you can't outfart me. <laughs> That's from J Cole, dollar and a dollar and a dream. What the fuck, man? These ridiculous fucking music lyrics. is disposable nowadays, Josh. Yeah, I get it. I mean, you know, sometimes you want to come <laughs> up with like a clever little punchline or something. That, sometimes you, know, you want to come up with a Spitfire. Yeah, something, you got a Spitfire hot fire, man. Something that's just hot off the press. Right. <laughs> yes. Now, now this week's Spitfire, we actually went. This is something that Bobby and I kind of came up with the concept, right? Yeah. I mean, we, we yeah we've discussed this on a previous show like weeks ago. We were sitting took, at your it house. It was always in the back burner, and yeah. finally, finally got to it. We were sitting at, at your house, just laughing and having a good time one day, and we were talking about how insatiable and how easy those Spitfires become for you, and how Bobby and I were trying to think of our own uh, if we were to try and help you with the concept. Yeah, yeah. And we came up with, so for the first time ever, we actually know what the Spitfire is about. Because usually Bobby and I get in the studio, we have no idea what, you know, maybe you'll you'll mention old, like. Yeah, I try to keep it under wraps until the day of, uh, just to get that genuine uh, reaction and, from you guys. And we do give you a genuine reaction. Yeah. We still haven't heard the Spitfire, so yeah, we you don't heard know yeah. what you did with it. But we do know the premise. You want to set up the premise of this one? We Yeah, we hear these for the first time on the air like you guys are hearing it now. Yeah. You know, this is a surprise to Platt and I. So you asked us to come up with artists that we wanted Josh to uh, to use, and you said Eminem. Yeah, and then I we started we started vamping on different Eminem songs and how they might relate to the strip club industry, and we got on the topic of House Mom, the House uh, Mom in the yeah. dressing room, yeah, right. because and the stripper that's getting fired, <laughs> yeah, and yeah, so. this is uh, 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 in the stylings of Eminem, uh, cleaning out my closet, but we call it cleaning out my locker. <laughs> and this is about a girl in uh, her last night at the club. Yo, turn me up on my headphones. Can't hear my snare. Yo, this goes out to all the strippers. Yo. 
Have you ever been frustrated and aggravated when you get to work and have to deal with all these creepy old men? They wanna chat and then you act like you enjoy what they say. You waste your time for an hour and they don't wanna pay. And then the DJ calls your name for you to get on the stage. You get up there but you hating every song that he plays. You get enraged so you signal that you hating this song. You can't be sexy when the soundtrack from before you were born. So you just lean against the pole and feel your soul slip away. And they don't like it but these guys don't even tip anyway. So you get down and then the bouncer wants to try and be slick. Touching your boot. Hitting on you trying to give you the dick And you ain't interested But he thinks that he has the right To hit on chicks instead of working And it happens all night And you just trying to make a dollar But you have it in months This is my last night here Cause this place fucking sucks I'm sorry how song I didn't mean to stiff you I just wanted to make some cash But tonight I'm cleaning out my locker One more time, one more time I'm sorry, house mom. I didn't mean to stiff you. I just wanted to make some cash, but tonight I'm cleaning out my locker. So you walk up to the bar, you want a mission to drink and have some shots and hope it changes the whole way that you think. The bartender thinks she's better cause she doesn't get nude. Even though that dirty hoe probably fucked half of these dudes. And so you pound a couple more and try to get in the zone. To make some money but you really only wanna go home. You getting texts from your man and how he hates how you dance. His insecurities ain't helping with the mission at hand. So you put your phone away and turn it off for the night. Only to find that someone stole it from you right in plain sight. So now you pissed off and you take this shit out onto the floor. Find that bitch and throw your drink and hit that bitch in the jaw. And then the manager comes up and wants to yell and just fight. When his ass was in the office doing nothing all night. And so the bouncer tries to grab you, drag you off to the back. And then they all got their hand out still expecting some cash. I'm sorry house mom. I didn't mean to stiff you. I just wanted to make some cash. But tonight I'm cleaning out my locker. I'm sorry, house mom. Sorry. I didn't mean to stiff you. I just wanted to make some cash, but tonight I'm cleaning out my locker. So there it is, another Spitfire of the Week for you right there. And another episode of Planet Platypus comes to a close. Make sure you check out planetplatypus.com. we got a bunch of new content just uploaded up there. And there's lots more coming on the way. So make sure you check in frequently. On behalf of DJ Platypus, Bobby Mack, and myself, thank you for tuning in. We'll see you next time. Good night, everybody. <laughs>